0: Hi, welcome to Tabletop Transmissions. This is a tabletop gaming podcast about uh, role-playing games and being queer. I am one of your hosts, as always, Liz, and joining me again, as always, uh, are my co-hosts.
1: Hi, it's Cassie. And hello, it's Fran.
0: So, uh, howdy folks, how have we been? <laughs> or <laughs> what have we been up to?
2: Okay, do you- I was going to say, do you really want to know? No, I know how it has been.
0: Everyone's been rough. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, uh, we did take a week off. um, And um, how have I been? Wow. I don't know. I haven't been up to a whole heck of a lot. (laughs) Mm. I'm having a hard time remembering last weekend, to be perfectly (laughs) frank. I must have done some kind of gaming, but I can't remember what it was.
0: I, for once, actually have gotten to do some gaming.
2: Oh, that's right.
0: Yes. Um, I got to do two gaming things this weekend. Mm. Uh, one of them is uh, I got to finally try out Eye Hunt um, from Olivia Hill. Oh, cool. Um, super fun. <laughs> really, really enjoyed it. Can't wait to play more. Um, like, it does one of the things that I love the most, and that's character creation is play. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, like, that's, that's like, one of the things I love the most.
2: Oh, oh, wait. I remember something I did do that was gaming-related. Um, I went to a local game store um, out here called Around the Table. That's a gaming pub. Um, I was there because I'd ordered—they were at OrganCon, and I ordered a book from them. Mm-hmm. And I finally was picking it up um of London, finally mm-hmm. yeah, and so i um Rebecca and I went, and we were just very we loved it we were very impressed we couldn't stay very long yeah. but um one of the things that that got me was they had a good selection of indie games. And so I'm looking at all these indie games going, oh, yeah, I've heard that's really good. Oh, yeah, I've heard that's really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, it would be awesome to play. Fran, we need to move away from D&D somehow. We need to move our friends away from D&D for a little mm-hmm. while.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I I would enjoy doing some stuff that's not D&D. It's just also difficult because, well, you know, it's, it's kind of my life, so... Yeah um and also you know everybody else's lives are lives so that's that's always one of the biggest problems is you know where do you where do you dig the trench where you get to run games in your in your busy schedule
2: this was so much easier when we were in our 20s it gets it gets harder and harder
1: Yeah, when your body starts going, so about this sleep that you have to have.
2: That, and when you you start getting kids Mm. or pets involved, because for us it's a dog, obviously, or things like that, it just starts getting more and more complicated.
0: Mm -hmm. So it's funny you mentioned um, this thing called sleep. (laughs) So that's Ah. the other bit of news uh, today. Uh huh. We have a hotel for GenCon. Yes. Oh, very cool. Like so, GenCon is doing this new thing this year, where they give they've staggered access to the portal hmm. to get okay. to get your room. Interesting. So I lucked out and I got a relatively early one.
1: mm
0: Hmm. Uh, it opened at 12 and we were in by around one o'clock. Wow. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. Um, I mean, I, I feel a little guilty for folks who maybe couldn't have gotten one, but I also have never had a hotel for Gen Con that hasn't been outside of the city. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's not like, we're not like connected to the convention center. It's the, mm-hmm. uh it's a Hampton Inn, which is where we always stay anyway for, oh. we like Hampton Inn. Mm-hmm. They do breakfast and you know what you're getting when you yeah. stay there. So, yeah.
2: This has been a presentation of Hampton yeah. Inn.
0: No, it has. We are, we are sponsored by them now. Uh I, for one, welcome. <laughs> Hampton Inn cool. has
2: not paid any gratuity for this sponsorship, but if they'd like to, we'll mention them again. Uh, how, do think I think
0: I got the, how do you think place I got the to stay. room? <laughs> but yeah. no, like so we're like two blocks from the convention center.
3: Oh mm-hmm. cool.
0: Yeah, it's not bad at all. Hampton Inn, we'll leave the dice out for you. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: That's
2: that's like that's like about as far away as we're staying from uh, uh
1: Emerald City, I think, friend. Mm-hmm. Yep, sounds about right.
0: Yeah, and we're like, we're like, and it's less than that to get inside because, like, a block up is a building that connects via oh, Skybridge. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, it's really not bad. Like, we're like down the street from, for anyone who's been to Gen Con, if you know St. Elmo's, that steakhouse that you can kind of run into a bunch of game designers at. Um, is that where
2: Barcon is? what now is that where Barcon winds up being
0: uh I don't know it's, it's uh I I honestly don't know but I know that I've run into um Robin Laws there before huh. Neat. Uh, I just kind of looked I, I was sitting there eating and I looked over oh shit that's Robin Laws
1: <laughs> yeah that ain't bad
0: so no. yeah <laughs> so um yeah so anyway, super excited for Gen Con. Gonna try to get a little micro recorder. Oh, so cool so we can do I can do some on the spot interviews.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Uh we, we need to get those those um business cards.
0: <laughs> yeah, so by the time we get there, actually, I was looking at some places that do them and getting some stuff done. So but yeah. that's something we'll talk about off mic. Yeah,
1: anyway. I was gonna say. Sorry, Sorry. y'all got to remind me when we're not podcasting.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, so what we're talking about tonight, though, is something that I, I, I will be honest. It came to me as a, uh, as a flash of brilliance, a stroke <laughs> of genius, if you will, or you know, maybe I've just hit my head. I'm not sure, but <laughs> we are going to be talking about, um. What about licensed games specifically games that we would like, or properties that we would like to see get turned into a tabletop game. And how can we make it gayer? (laughs) Mm.
2: So, I mean, I had some thoughts about this before we get into specifics. Um, Something that um, I found interesting in my own thinking about this question. Okay. Um, So, you know, I was sitting there thinking about this question, and I, I immediately came up with the one I'm going to, to use. But then I kept thinking, trying to find other ideas, and something that occurred to me is pretty much everything I thought of um, was a genre idea. Um, mm-hmm. Science fiction, fantasy mostly, especially since for things like Westerns, we have games that can be adapted easily into into – a western milieu but and one of the reasons that I'm realizing that 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 uh that works um so well is that in the case of science fiction or fantasy uh um I don't want to say franchises I want to say um titles or stories or whatever um the world building has to be built in so you know, you you don't need to do the research on 18th century England. Like I was thinking, a Jane Austen game, which of course already exists. Um, there are several, but um, but that would involve a certain amount of research as well. But the world building is already there. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I I just couldn't come up with anything that wasn't a genre game. What do you guys think?
1: Well, I I don't know that there. Honestly, I I don't quite know how you would. I I guess
0: sort of I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Well, I mean, like almost everything I can think of that is of, uh, you know, well, let's say fun, I think, would be a genre of some kind. I mean, you know, detective fiction is a genre. So if you're going to have mysteries, you're doing genre um if you're going to be doing procedural you're doing a genre I, mean, I, I guess
2: i i guess i guess i was leaning more towards a um a science fiction aspect when mm-hmm. i was thinking but um but i mean we can also talk about that and this expands obviously into the whole topic of what is literature and what is genre mm-hmm. which is you know another
1: yeah
2: very different conversation mm-hmm. but um I don't know, I, these are just thoughts that were in my mind. Liz, did you wanna say something?
0: So yeah. I sorta of have an idea. I, I've got a couple different ideas. Um so why don't do you mind if I start? No. Go right ahead. Okay. So um I I will be honest, I am not the biggest fan of this series. Um I've come to it because I'm friends with a bunch of young queer folk that like it.
3: Mm. oh
2: god i I,
0: it doesn't appeal to me because i don't see myself in it
2: it's not going to be homestuck is it no
0: i don't know what that (laughs) is i I don't know what i'm afraid to ask i i
1: i can i can enlighten people on that when the time comes but
0: (laughs) okay well anyway so no what i'm talking about is the l word generation uh generation q oh yeah Mm
2: -hmm. i have I haven't seen it, but i've I've heard about
0: it, yeah I have heard about it uh I've heard about it as well. I've seen one or two episodes um I have a friend who who writes for autostraddle who does like their media stuff.
1: oh no and shit wow. And
0: she follows it and like I always see her post and her talking about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, okay, cool, I still don't understand this show, but I get or i I understand it I get why it also doesn't appeal to me. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm a quiet nerdy girl in my thirties and
1: not a, not a club hopping bed, hopping like,
0: yeah. Like I don't like, I like, like I'm very happy with my partner. I don't like, it's like, I I get it. I get why it's appealing. It's not for me, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought of a way one, I could make it more appealing and how to turn it into a game. Mm. So, um, for those of you at home uh, who are playing the uh, the home version, please be prepared to take a drink. <laughs> so there is a Pelgrim game,
3: of course,
0: of course, <laughs> that I am quite the fan of, called Drama System. Oh, um, that yeah, like so. What drama? Yeah. So it, the game itself is called Hillfolk, but the engine that runs it is called Drama System, and they you can strip it out and do. Other stuff with it. They actively encourage that. Mm. Um. And. One of the um. What, what I would do is. I would run that with. Drama system. However. I would also change some things up. Um. I would make it. Uh, the L word. Generation C. For cyberpunk. ha. <laughs> Uh so again, really sorry that the double folks, I apologize. <laughs> but uh, um yeah, I think like like run those kind of stories about what it means to be young and queer, but at the same time, now you're dealing with the issue of well, one of your best friends is an AI who is struggling mm. with their gender identity. Mm. And, and, and and stuff like that. That, that, that for me cool. would be much more interesting,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I think gameable. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, for that. just
0: run if if it's your if it's your cup of tea, just run L word use drama system. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's I have a couple, but that's one of my pitches. Mm.
1: I I I like that, and that would in fact be non-genre. Well, unless you cyberpunk it up. Yeah, yeah, unless you cyberpunk it up.
0: Right. But yeah, no, you could absolutely do like young queers. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like i like an game.
1: I can totally see that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure how you make it more gay. But, um. um...
0: It's... Okay, here's how you make it more gay.
1: Oh God, she's you... gonna go for it. <laughs>
0: okay, no, no, you play it with your polycule. <laughs> so <Sounds laughs> Yep. Yeah, that's how you make it more gay.
1: That's fair. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I would yep. She went there. She found it. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I will accept mm-hmm. your accolades now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: <laughs> okay, so I've got one. Um, I'll do one next. I have. I think I have two, um, but only one that's more formed. Um, and um, this is one of those uh, more obscure uh I I hate using the word franchise. I just hate using the word franchise. It's one of more obscure titles that I think would be absolutely tremendous fun. And that's Blake seven, Mm -hmm. um, which was a, um, a British TV series, science fiction, space opera TV series from the late seventies, early eighties. It, it's first of all, it's a lot of fun, and secondly, it has a surprising amount of world building in the first couple of episodes, and then stuff trickles in throughout the rest of the series. Um, it's basically, what if the the federation in Star Trek was an evil dictatorship and there were no aliens that they found? Um, no living so- aliens. No living it that well, they no. The, the idea is that they've just found something that could be alien, mm.
3: but
2: but the majority of the universe, the majority of the, of the, the, the worlds don't have any idea. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there are aliens, they just don't know about it. Um, and um, basically, the the um, the first episode of Blake seven, not to give anything away, <laughs> because. Don't watch the first episode. It's really boring. It's all set up. Um, this dude named Blake um, is just living his life, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da, and he gets convinced to go to this weird rebel meeting, and eventually he discovers that he was a great rebel leader who had his brain wiped to turn him into a loyal working drone. A nebish. Yeah. <laughs> and, mm. and uh, yeah, so, and the government moves against him. Because he eventually fights off this programming without really understanding why, and you know eventually he gets uh, sent to a prison planet, meets all these cool people who become um, his crewmates because they find a, an alien ship. The, the basically the 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 prison the the shuttle to the prison planet locates this ship, and they. Uh, take over the ship and they go and they're freedom fighters and they're Blake 7 but there's nothing that says that A they're the only freedom fighters in fact they definitely aren't they discover more people in networks all over the place B not all of them give a shit about freeing any worlds from tyranny some of them are just in it for themselves because they were going on a prison ship mm-hmm. Um, and and, uh, and also there's this whole um organized federation this evil evil U, ufp um, to that that that's also around to play with and it never got made it's a cult classic it never got made into any kind of role-playing game that i'm aware of and i think it would be fun to play as for making it gayer it's really hard to make blake 7 gayer except by make taking all the subtext and making it all text
0: well, well, see, I no, would... but I think, I think that absolutely works, because subtaxes for cowards.
2: <laughs> well, okay, mm. so an important thing about Blake 7 is incredibly important in uh, fan fiction development, because um, basically, in addition to the Kirk Spock fanzines that came out start- starting in the mid-70s, by the early 80s, there were almost as many Blake 7 slash zines uh, with two oh, fanzines and slash zines focusing on a couple of the characters I remember going to a convention in the early 80s and with a guy in, uh, a, a high school friend you know I was uh, I was god like 11 and I and I was tagging along with this 16 17 year old and I was looking at one of the magazines like oh Blake 7 that's so cool and they were like nope sorry <laughs> can't sell it to uh-huh.
1: you kid <laughs> yeah no kid trust me i don't think this is what you want
2: but it's really it's really important to the um to the development of um Mm. fan fiction and it's especially slash fiction and it is almost forgotten today unfortunately Mm. despite the many many attempts to revive
0: it i'm looking at the wikipedia page yeah i'm into this
2: oh it's so fun it's total melodrama and it's just so fun Mm -hmm. i mean there are there are good episodes and there are really bad episodes, but they're all fun. And there's an awesome, There are a couple of awesome computers. Actually, there are three awesome computers. The computer on on board the um, alien ship is named Zen, and then the computer on board the ship that they get in the last season, um, it, which is basically a ship from bad guys, is named Slave. And then there's the. Then there's the portable supercomputer ORAC, who a uh, friend <laughs> impression of
1: <laughs> it, always it makes annoying. the most wonderful startup sound ever. It just it sounds really does. I
0: love that. Like,
1: it sounds annoyed every time it gets turned on. Yes.
2: <laughs> um, and it's just it's a really it's a really fun series and I mean it's space opera and melodrama and, um, you know, criminals and freedom fighters and, uh, space fascists and sexy, sexy space fascists. I mean, Jacqueline Pierce's Servalan is an incredibly sexy space fascist. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it would be great. I have no idea what system it could run on, but I suspect basically, I think it needs a system that um, – part of me feels like it would need a system that's that would get the hell out of the way of um, uh, mechanically of telling the stories. But then another part of me is like, well, but there's all these mechanics that you could put into it, like computer knowledge, like um, thievery, like all, all kinds of stuff. But I don't know. So
0: if it was <clears> – <throat> I'm kind of thinking maybe a hack of uh, old school D and D. Uh. Like like what like they did with White Star? I don't know if you all have seen that. I don't know White Star. No.
2: Hmm.
0: It's Not science fantasy now, yeah. role playing.
2: Hmm. Huh. I I, I I don't see it D and D it adapting well to D and D, but but I don't know that I don't know.
0: Maybe well maybe something like Savage Worlds said. Maybe. Because Savage Worlds did like Flash Gordon.
2: <laughs> you see, but there's a there's a definite mm-hmm. difference between um Blake Seven and Flash Gordon. Like I said, Blake Seven is kind of like it's not the mirror Star Trek because the mirror Star Trek is its own thing. Mm. But it's the alt Star Trek.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: With the Federation being the bad
0: guys. Um I think there's a couple different things you can do but yeah I I like this a lot. I'm well, looking at I'm looking at a picture of the Liberator.
2: Yes, it's a great uh-huh. design.
0: That's yeah. a cool ship. Yep. I mean I wonder where they got those the cells from but you know it's fine it works. It's <laughs> well cool.
3: like
2: I said uh-huh. it's very influenced in a lot of weird ways by Star Trek. Yep. But yeah, I mean, so that that's 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 my first pick.
0: Okay. So Fran, what um, what what have, what have you got?
1: Um. Well, let's see. Uh, first, I promise to at least talk briefly about the idea of what Homestuck is. And okay. Homestuck is, um, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty hard to describe it is the longest fucking webcomic that has ever been written in terms of words it's it's an enormous word count um it has it has adherence for all kinds of good reasons and it has people who absolutely despise it for all kinds of good reasons um it is a, a really interesting experiment um, it said it creates a set of uh, alien biologies that are gay and genderqueer as anything. Um, it is believed, although not confirmed, that there is a straight cisgender person in the uh, series. One. Um, and uh, basically, if you're ever walking around a convention and you see somebody um Wearing gray face makeup and candy corn horns of some shape or another, you're looking at a at a Homestuck cosplayer. Uh, it's not at all my cup of tea. Um, I I after reading three chapters the size of frickin' individual novels and being told after each one, oh the next chapter is where it really takes off. Um, I just went no, I'm sorry. I have given this guy all the all the. All right. Chances I'm gonna give him. I'm um, looking
0: at the website. I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No. You, John.
0: It,
1: it, John Egbert. Yep. And, John Egbert. Yeah. If if you're if you think you're looking at the website, yeah, you're looking at the website. Yeah,
2: and the thing is that um uh, Fran's wife um was for quite a long time, and still to a certain extent,
1: everyone in my freaking house
2: absolutely fucking obsessed with it, and tried to get me to read it in every way she possibly could and wouldn't take no for an answer until I finally said, I'm not interested. Uh And it was really kind of difficult. So I have kind of a, um, what's the word? An aversion.
3: Uh
1: No, it's the one nice thing. One of the nicest things about the homestuck fandom is if you're like homestuck sucks, they'll be like, yeah, it really does. Um, which it it despite that there's a lot of it that is really interesting and appealing um Whoa. the 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 trolls the characters with the gray skin are uh creatures of another race and they have completely different uh gender and reproductive systems from us and completely dif- different mores and their society is really interesting and well constructed and um, what a lot of the characters end up going through sounds really interesting when it's described in synopsis, but I will never read the damn thing. I'm
0: like, I'm like looking, I, I'm looking at a page.
1: Uh-huh.
0: In fact, is Sarah somewhere nearby? Oh
1: no, 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 no. We should. No, get... no, no. We're not, oh. we're not going into a deep dive. What <laughs> I would say about, what I would say about, um, about I've Homestuck heard... is. If it was going to be made into a game, I think they would take the rules from auto-duel, all of them, and then modify those so that they were a role-playing game, and you would have to try to run it with that. That's that's kind of what it would be. And there were pe- people who would love it to bits. Um, and as far like I said, the only thing that you could do to make it slightly gayer would be to confirm would would be basically to put the lie to the rumor that one of the characters is straight and cis so um so from that line of questioning i think we're we're in good shape as far as a system that as as far as a setting that i would really love to see in a game um you know i struggled over it because i tend to just go do that when when there's something i really want to get into a game um <clears throat> there have a couple. There have been a couple that I haven't been able to quite bring to fruition. I had an idea of setting up uh, uh, a supplemental info so that you could run um, Xena the Warrior Princess using the Feng Shui system, which I still Ooh. think would be perfect.
2: That, that seems yeah. like be very easy.
1: Yep, the Path of the Fool, which basically would be the um, would be the the uh the thing that gabrielle takes where it starts off with you basically distracting people with how bad your foo is so you do all of these amazing attacks and the only thing that they do is stun someone for one round um and then eventually gradually as time goes on you get better and better at stunning people and then eventually one day all of a sudden all of this stuff flips and it's like oh god i can do lethal damage now um but uh, yeah, so so like I said, I tend to go off and do this kind of stuff when it really um, lands on me. Um, as far as a, a setting, the only one I can think of that I'd really love, and it would be really difficult to do well, would be Ian Banks' uh, culture setting, which is a very, very far future post-scarcity setting where... Um, the culture is this—I guess you'd call it a society—which um, is run entirely by um, hyper-intelligent AIs at the on the functional end of things, but managed as kind of—I um, um, don't even know. Like, uh, I mean, it—it it kind of isn't. It's basically sort of—it's um, sort of gay space communist anarchy. Um, And uh, Ian Banks, who uh, is one of the, one of the authors that I actually will get choked up about if I think about the fact that he's gone, Mm. uh, uh, used to say, I am really honestly not sure whether I have created a utopia or a dystopia in the culture. Um, And you read the books and you're like, yeah, I mean, everybody i know who's read the books would love to live in the culture um culture humans the basic genetic pack that you have when you are born as a culture human gives you access to a drug gland so you know if you're feeling sad you can pep yourself up if you want to feel sad you can do that want to change gender just concentrate on it for maybe a year that's not really a big deal or six months and your body will gradually flip itself over culture couples fairly routinely um, inseminate one another and then switch over to female to have the children um, together at the same time their bodies can actually do that Um, and it's a fantastic and fascinating universe it's ridiculously complex, and honestly, I don't I don't think you could do it with anything other than a storytelling system. Um,
2: I'm honestly shocked that there hasn't been a culture game.
1: I'm not, because I think the kind of people who get into the culture... It would be like trying to come up with a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy game, honestly. It, you could, but it would probably suck most of the juice out of the thing and kill it.
2: Oh, you mean like uh like the Elric game does sometimes
1: um some well, no no,, no, no, that that was the players sucking no, the no, game. no,
2: no, that's no. no, I think the game itself sometimes
1: oh, okay, okay, I will have to take your word for it because the last the 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 occasion yeah. that I know of where that happened that was uh that that, that was me, um, <laughs> at least in part, um, but yeah, uh as far as making the culture more gay, um. Uh, again, they're within the culture. Polyamory is fine. You know, gender gender switch is fine. Um, <clears throat> uploading yourself to a uh, a matrix and coming back after four hundred years as a different gender or even species is fine. So <clears throat> they're kind of the uh, most of the books revolve around them looking at other species and going gosh I know I really shouldn't interfere but okay maybe just a little um so uh yeah it it would be really fun but I honestly mechanically I don't I don't know how you would do it and still manage to have the to have it have the feeling I think it would have to be a storytelling game
0: yeah I could absolutely see that. I think doing it is anything but that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Kathy, did you have another one? Well, yeah.
2: But I, are we gonna go around? Do you want to do one more?
0: Okay. Yeah, I'll do one more. So, um, I'm really hoping this isn't your other one. <laughs> I'm sure it isn't. Okay. Um, I want a Shira game.
2: Oh. <laughs> No, that's absolutely not my other one, but mm. that's that's fascinating.
0: I want a licensed She-Ra mm-hmm. game.
1: I want a licensed She-Ra game ru- written by Crystal fucking Frazier. Yes. Yes.
2: With input by Noel Stevenson, obviously. Oh,
1: yeah. Yes. Obviously.
0: Um,
1: You think Crystal would pass up the opportunity to get to hang out with, with Noel Stevenson and go, Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm such a fan! Holy crap! Yeah, i i was <laughs> i briefly i
2: briefly got to do that very very briefly, mm-hmm. and no, i don't think i don't know if crystal would do that, but i think uh, mm-hmm. god i can't even think about seeing crystal <laughs> fangirl like that.
1: I I can.
0: Okay, considering I fangirled at her. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. okay,
2: you're right. I've been rereading Venus Envy. Um, and yes, you're correct. At one point, I can undoubtedly see her having done mm-hmm. that. God, that's a good strip. Yep. Anyway.
0: But yeah, I want to see like a high action, super gay, like I want rules for, I want rules for how to manage your friend, not manage, but I want <laughs> rules for friendships and like how important those are, and as you grow your friendships, you get to rely more on 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 each other. Mm. No, yeah, nice, yeah. What up? I said that was nice. Like I really could see it yeah. as being done something as a um, powered by the apocalypse game. Huh. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Um, and then the can I do one more? Okay, sure. So, okay, the other one, I would trade, I'm trying to think of what I would give up, (laughs) salt. Oh my god. For, uh, I say, as I look at the salt shaker that just kind of hangs out on the desk downstairs, (laughs) the uh, needed salt cravings, Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would give up salt and LaCroix. For um, an October Day game.
1: Uh, that was another one I was thinking of, actually. Yeah, I it, it that would be a really really interesting one. I honestly it it I was thinking about it and thinking, are there any? Well, I mean, there's the there's the uh, World of Darkness games, but are there any urban fantasy games out there? Well, oh I'm, yeah.
2: Technically Shadowrun is sort of an urban fantasy. Yeah. Game. Oh, oh yeah, there's a ton yeah. of them.
1: technically I mean,
2: technically Feng shui is, uh can be an urban fantasy game.
0: Technically uh, Well, there's yeah. dressed in files.
2: Yes, that's true. Okay. That's there is a Dresden in files uh, game.
0: I would absolutely make it some kind of fate hack.
2: Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um uh, I would make it gayer. <laughs> you you could you could do it on gumshoe I could do it in gum you could do it in gumshoe hmm. yeah you yeah. Can use there are for there is that, a there is I, a game called mutant city blues that that is, it's super powered cops, I don't like cops, so I'm not the biggest fan of it, yeah, but um take that, but I have used that game as a hack for uh magical wizards. Mm-hmm. Which you know, fairy that makes perfect sense, and uh, I've done it with detective with Pokemon. <laughs> so gosh. I've made, I've made a crime-solving Pokemon game. You you've made Detective Pikachu. And pretty much uh, a Pokemon detective agency. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Oh my gosh! Now I want to play that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> huh. But yeah, uh, no, I, it's a, I it was a fun. I did it as a one shot. Um, I might. I actually might bring it to Gen Con. Um, so if you yep. all wanna hey, so if you're a listener, if you wanna get in on my detective Pikachu game. <laughs> but um
2: But yeah, fate is incredibly um adaptable.
0: Yeah, that's what iHunt runs off of is a modified Fates fate system. Okay. Uh they've changed some stuff up to, to make it work a little better for horror. Okay. Uh, I really like it, and I like Fate a lot.
2: Yeah, I've I've read it, but I haven't really played much of it. Like, I have a couple of Fate games that I've read, but you know, I never played. Like, um, God, what's the name of that game? Something of the century.
0: Spirit of the century. Century. Mm.
2: Yeah, I read it a few years ago because I was thinking about trying to run a pulp game, and it just never happened.
0: That's a good one. Uh, Dresden Files is good.
2: Well, I I don't have any interest in Harry Dresden.
0: I, I I like it because you can play in that world and then just remove Harry Dresden. It's like it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, I get what I enjoy about that setting minus the misogyny.
3: Got
0: it. <laughs> but um, or like or, or um, watch watch I Hunt because there are rules coming for how to play as monsters for different things like that. So you
2: monsters would be hunting in the human?
0: Um sort of it's for like, it's more like if you get turned into a monster.
3: Ah, oh, okay. Um yep.
0: like like on a job?
3: Mhm. Uh,
0: but I know like like um uh I I know I know Olivia uh Olivia Hill is doing like a Witcher hack.
3: Huh.
0: For iHunt interesting i know there's already a witcher game i'm I'm aware
1: oh i i figured you probably were
0: (laughs) uh one of my friends worked on it yeah full Mm -hmm.
2: disclosure francis stewart worked on the witcher game Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) um the
1: first edit
0: pass that's all
2: hey that's a pretty big deal
0: yeah but either way um yeah, so there's there's like she's doing a lot of, like a lot of cool like micro zines.
2: Yeah, I've seen her talking about them on the twitters.
0: Um, well, yeah, like yeah, like if you're a Patreon member, you'll get them. Uh, but yeah, good times. Um, uh, so like yeah, there's a bunch of cool urban fantasy stuff out there. Um, oh well, like monster of the week. Hmm. Sure. Uh, I would call that urban fantasy, as well as uh, urban. Sh- am I getting the name wrong? Urban shadows, dark shadows.
2: It's not dark shadows. Hmm.
0: It's from Magpie Games. It's the I, same folks that did Masks.
2: I don't know.
0: I okay. Don't know. I, I'll look it up. Either way, there if, there There's, are ways to hack. Yeah. Um, to hack it, but I really want. I really want an official uh, October Day RPG.
2: Uh-huh. Sean, if yeah. you're listening, Liz wants an official <laughs>
0: October It's uh-huh. Like, listen, I don't want to come. You know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm putting it out there. My birthday is in a couple. It's in a couple of uh, actually 11 days. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Rebecca and I had the same birthday.
2: Oh, that's right. I mm. forgot. <laughs> oh, my so, God. Birthdays in 11 days.
0: huh. <laughs> yep. Um, but, yeah, so you know, putting it out there, if anyone wants to make an October day game, <laughs> <laughs> you know- uh-huh. someone wants As to, one uh, does to, someone wants to do some cool art of Toby uh ooh and please more of um may and jazz uh-
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh and I'm only on book whatever. Um, <laughs> um. she's just stopped the teleporter. Um, Etienne's daughter. Ah, uh, okay.
1: Yeah. I so you're you still have a few more books to go.
0: Oh yeah. And I don't. <laughs> I don't want. Them, I don't want them to stop. Uh-huh. I want to play in that world. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I took up all the time. I'm that's sorry. That fine.
2: That's okay. Um, so, so I got one more. What was your last uh, my, my My last one is um, uh, another thing that's kind of obscure that's, that's more space opera. Um, I would love to see a game based on, or really, we're getting down to source books and not a game, but mm-hmm. uh, based on uh, Lee Brackett's solar system. Um, she wrote mm-hmm. in the uh, 50s, um a a uh, she she's a, she was a a writer late golden age writer she also was a screenwriter who wrote who who wrote uh, co-wrote the big sleep the sc- the screenplay um rio bravo all that stuff and was did the first pass uh at lucas's request for empire strikes back um but she um wrote these stories um about the the solar system, where each planet had an individual society, and they all interacted um one of our main heroes was a guy named Eric John Stark, who was a human who had been left um as a child uh, in the habitable zone on Mercury, which is like this tiny tiny space and raised by the indigenous. People of Mercury who who inhabited the, in, the habitable zone and 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 he's yeah. a scenarian. and he went uh, to all different planets and did all kinds of stuff. So I just think it would be really really cool to um to do a uh, you know a uh, sword and spacesuit kind of thing uh, uh you uh-huh. know the good old fashioned planetary romance space opera, which is what I really wanted to run when I wanted to run a pulp adventure. Uh-huh and savage worlds is the closest one can get um i think but uh no no
0: no um the um um onyx path is doing um oh yes they're doing a mars game
2: that's right they are doing a mars game that's right i missed the kickstarter
0: (laughs) yeah i did i did too (laughs)
2: um yeah i can't remember what it's called Bar- barsoon of mars? No, 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 no. I I I thought they were doing just a general um a general game. I didn't think they were actually doing a John Carter game.
0: Oh, maybe it's not then. But either way, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, th- there's there's stuff out there. It's just Savage Worlds is the one that leaps to mind.
0: Yeah, cuz there is a Mars game from Adamant Entertainment. Mm. <laughs> uh but eh. Well, and there
1: have been games uh, in the past. Uh, yeah, can,
2: can I just been a long time. can I just say once again how disappointed I was that John Carter of Mars didn't lead to more movies, and it really wasn't that bad. Everybody who reviewed it before it came out,
0: <laughs> no, I liked it. I thought it was I fun. Loved,
2: I loved it, but I love the I love the Edgar Rice Burroughs books. As horrible as horrible as problematic as they are, I, I do love the Edgar Rice Burroughs books.
1: One of my favorite panels was a uh, was a thing. I think the first year I went to Geek Girl Con, called "Loving Properties That Don't Love You Back." Yep, it is possible to love things that are problematic. It is possible to to love the the good bits of them and to get good ideas from them and to pick up and go on with them. Um, yeah. So. Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah. leave me, I'm well aware. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so, uh, those, um, so prospective gaming companies, we are on the, we are the red hot pulse of gaming. <laughs> you need to go take our ideas and yep. make this happen and, you know, give the people we we want, give them lots of money. Um, yep. cause they're going to make a lot of money for you. You know, wizards, you've done a lot of shitty things. Let's, um. You know what? No, not you. Green Ronin, <laughs> you're awesome. I like you. You got some gay folk. Some gay so, folk? Well, okay. Good lord.
2: <laughs> to be fair, Wizards does as well.
0: Yeah. They do. They do. But they, yeah.
2: But Green Ronin is gay. It, it, it. Yes. It's there's there there there's gay DNA in there.
0: Yeah. Go. Go make our swords and spacesuits, uh October day, uh queer folk. Go make this game.
2: Like seven. Don't forget <laughs> the like seven.
0: Like yeah. Anyway. Uh I know we've just talked about things we are digging and want to turn into RPGs. Uh what are some other stuff that we've been into this week? Uh,
2: should I go first? Yeah. Okay, so, um, it's been two weeks, so I have two things. Um, the first one is I did watch the back end of the last season of Bojack Horseman. And I have one thing to say, which is do not do what I did. Do not marathon episodes. Watch them one at a time. <laughs> Otherwise, you will end up feeling drained <laughs> and sad and yeah. <laughs> But it was very good. It was very good. It was a good ending to the series. I uh,
0: I really want to like Bojack Horseman, <laughs> but I'm I'm not entirely convinced. I'm not as bad as him.
2: Oh no, you're no, no, well, you're, no, <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
2: You're you're no. Believe me, you have not. No, you have nothing in common with Bojack. <laughs>
0: But uh, anyway, so what, what is your second one though?
2: Uh, my second one is um I um I think I think you can probably guess what my second one is if you've been reading my Twitter feed. Um, I got a book by a trans um fantasy author from New Zealand, uh Caitlin Spice, who is an awesome person in general. Um, she put out a couple years ago a book of short stories called um, The Silver Path. And so, you know, I was like, I should read more trans things. And, oh, hey, she's mentioning, uh, she's retweeting the link to to buy it. It's not expensive. It's on Lulu. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll pick it up. What the hell? So I bought it, and I started reading it last week. And, oh, my God, it's hmm. so good. I mean, it's dark fantasy. So if you're not into dark fantasy, you might not enjoy this. But hmm. each story is so good there are a couple of stories that are less good than some of the others but that's the worst i can say none of the stories are bad and some of them are just so fantastic and so some of them are just plain old scary and just really really well written um the interesting thing i was pointing this out to um to rebecca to my wife is um It's a trans author, but the characters aren't necessarily trans. Most of them are women um, that one would assume would be would be cis, but not necessarily. It's one of those things where, you know, just because the writer is trans doesn't mean you get exactly what you might be expecting, which I actually found kind of refreshing. Um, And it was a a good role model kind of thing for me because, of course, I had been blocked a lot um because i want to write the trans stories and you know, <laughs> i don't have to do that so um uh-huh. yeah i just cannot say enough about it i cannot um i can't uh recommend it enough if you like dark fantasy and um it's available from uh lulu and lulu.com and um if you go to caitlin's uh, Twitter. She's at Kate Spice. C A T E S P I C E. I believe she has a link to it pinned uh, to the top of her Twitter feed, and I very much recommend it. And I've been waiting all week to to talk about that. So,
0: <clears throat>
1: <clears throat>
0: okay, Fran, what do you have?
1: All right. Well, <clears throat> if we're doing two first, um, <laughs> I'm gonna i'm going to throw out one that i recently rediscovered i actually um weird story i'll keep it short uh i discovered that i was still subscribed to a magazine on my nook because um, uh, barnes and Noble started complaining to me because my credit card expired Um, and they started saying you're not going to get your your book and i started going wait a minute so, I was looking over the stuff that was on my Barnes and Noble ebook account, and I ran across a manga series from uh, a good long time ago, but the books are still available <coughs> called Bokurano um, Hours, uh, Ours. O U R S. And it is a manga about. Um, I don't really know exactly what to say about it, but um, a bunch of kids on on a class vacation trip find a cave in a cliffside. And this guy basically asks them, hey, do you want to do you want to participate in something really cool that could save your world? And they all kind of go, yeah, okay, I guess so. Um, And it. It's more Evangelion than Evangelion. It is, in my opinion, better written and better conceived than Evangelion. It is
2: written as it went along.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, It is. It can be deeply uncomfortable um, and pretty heartbreaking, but it is a, a really gorgeous piece of work. And I had forgotten all about it until I stumbled back onto it on my Nook account. So, so that is a good thing. Bokurano hours um and i'll uh, when when this episode comes out i'll attach something to it in twitter to let people know the exact spelling and everything Um, the second thing that i'm really enjoying this week is a netflix show that um i've started watching with uh with my lovely wife and it's called daybreak and it is what would happen if you If you took Ferris Bueller's Day Off and set it during Fallout or The Walking Dead or pick your other favorite um, apocalypse movie. Um, it, for those of you too young to remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it's, it's basically, it's one of the most, the, the approach they take is um, it's a teen high school comedy. Only there are radioactive puddles and zombies and mutant animals and all of that other good stuff. You know, because high school didn't have enough drama, right? Um, And each of the different factions in high school has broken out into their own sort of Mad Max tribes. And are trying to survive and trying to figure stuff out. And I don't want to say too much more about it than that, because uh, honestly, it'll give stuff away um if you know from ferris bueller's day off you will enjoy this movie if you don't know anything about ferris bueller's day off you will enjoy this movie especially if you're sitting with somebody who's seen ferris bueller's day off who can turn to you and go oh my god did you see what they did there um it is a it is a movie that it's a it's a series that i think will bridge generations um it is uh gross it's hilarious it's um surprisingly touching um go 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 watch is good and it is gay as hell
0: so you know it's funny you mentioned uh ferris bueller (laughs) because i know hang on because you have no idea where Mm -hmm. i'm going um i recently remembered uh that there was a ferris bueller tv show yes there was that the opening scene was new ferris chainsawing matthew broderick in half
1: Oh, uh, wow. Okay,
0: like a cardboard cutout. But but it's like it's like what a coincidence. Huh.
1: That is interesting. I I've completely missed it.
0: Uh, but, you know, yeah, it in, wasn't very good.
2: Parker Lewis can't lose was a better series.
0: That was the better show. Oh my god, yes, it that. was. That's I definitely loved true. so much. So, um, not wanting to break the theme here, I also have two. Um so the first one I, is going to come as a surprise to no one. I just want to take a, take a minute to say how much I really appreciate um um I Hunt. Mm.
3: Um
0: like I was reading it and um I, started, I was reading it and I was sitting on the couch and I I started crying. Oh. And um Jess and and Jess's Jess thinks, I, I, I don't know what she, I think she thinks I was dying uh, or something, but I had to explain that it's like I finally felt, as someone who has struggled financially, who has uh, mm. lived out of a car, who has thought about doing desperate things for money, uh, and if fighting monsters would have been an available option, I would have absolutely have taken that gig. Mm. Uh, it's like, oh, shit. Okay, this is a game I'm going to use to work through some trauma. Cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool, 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 cool. Um, because she has a section on thinking poor. Oh, wow. Um, and it's, I had to explain to one of our players, um, she's kind of a young girl, um, and like she's, she's like halfway through college and. She like she like she didn't. I forget what situation it was in the game. but She's like that doesn't seem very feasible. And I was like, uh, well, I I mean, this is based off of my lived experience. So mm. so yeah. Wow. This is kind of what happened. I mean, minus the demon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. Um. So I hope it can show people. I guess maybe those folks who do have privilege it can show them a little bit of, Hey, you know, that homeless guy you walked by, you know, he's not panhandling. And even if he does go by booze and you know, they're just trying to get by.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Sounds my second, awesome. One, it, yeah. It's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a powerful game. I, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, I got to read an early section of the Thinking Poor part of the book. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Uh, But anyway, um, my second one, which is a little bit happier, is this is kind of an older show at this point. Well, I mean, not older. It came out this year. Anyway, um, is the Netflix show Lost in Space.
3: Mm Hmm. Yeah,
2: I've been meaning to give that a shot because I love the original. um, We we just
0: finished season two. Okay. Uh, Season three has not been confirmed, but knock on wood, I I think it will. Because, like, they said, like, the writers are, like, they say they're actively writing, but they just haven't. Nothing's been confirmed Mm -hmm.
1: yet. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Yeah, anyway, Netflix only ever cancels things at season three.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Santa Clarita Diet. No, no,
1: no.
2: MST3K was canceled after season two.
1: Oh, that's
0: true. Okay. Sigh. Pour one out. Anyway, um, so <laughs> on that on that downer, we've become yeah. quite the fans. <laughs> um, there were several moments like we watched it one episode a night. Except for the finales, both seasons where we watched, um, we watched both, both the uh, the second to last and last episode all at once. Mm. Mm. Ventrals. Yeah, I, and we just know how
2: that goes.
0: We just like there were some white knuckled moments. Hmm. Um, it's incredible. It's incredible from the word go. The actors hmm. are amazing. I think the kids that are playing like. Like the young kid that's playing Will, um, Will Robinson is mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the robot is strangely horny? What? Like, like, okay, like, hang on. Um, you uh, okay, I know what you mean. So like yeah, like like the robot itself is not sexual. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I'm kind of a tr- I'm kind of attracted to the robot. Okay,
1: that's not what I thought you meant.
0: Oh, no. all right.
1: It- I thought you were talking about sort of, you know, clawy and 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 you know grabby,
0: but I I mean it is grabby. Um, but yeah. Uh the the robot yeah, the robots shapely figure and big strong arms really do it for me. <laughs> and uh, it's lack of gender also.
2: Okay. I mean yeah. I haven't seen the robot on the reboot. The, the remake so I, I i okay uh
0: and on that awkward note it's got to be better than the movie right <laughs> I, okay hang on uh, it's I better than the def- movie i can attest I that having
1: having had that put in my brain
0: i will defend the original lost in space movie with my dying breath Wait, okay,
2: are you talking about... that was about, the end of
1: the podcast, folks.
0: Are you
2: talking about the original pilot from the 60s, or are you talking about the movie with Matt LeBlanc?
0: Oh, no, the movie with Matt LeBlanc.
1: Yeah, yeah, the podcast is
0: over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, those spaceships, the the, the bubble fighters?
1: I'm I'm yeah, I'm that, just gonna I'm gonna pretend was, you were like twelve when that came out because you probably were, in which I case I it's think acceptable I because Oh my god. Okay. All right, that's acceptable because I remember the crap I liked as a kid and some of it was crap. So
0: I, 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 will I say to be fair, some, I haven't watched it in fifteen years. <laughs> I will say
2: that some of the design work in the movie was quite good. The movie itself was just uh, don't go back and rewatch it. Don't do it, don't do it.
0: Uh, yeah, no, but um, what else? What else do I love about that movie? Oh, the spiders! Don't go back and rewatch it. Do it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh no, the 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 spacesuit armor.
2: Uh, you want me to say it again?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think you know, I think we need someone to step in and. <laughs> Make sure I don't do this.
2: But I, I will tell you that the the original pilot and the first season of the um the ori- the '60s uh lost in, version of Lost in Space were very good. It got very silly quickly after that, but definitely the pilot, which does not have Doctor Smith,
0: um, was amazing. Oh, for the, the doc, the Doctor Smith in this series,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's a woman. She
0: as a, a, is. She is. Words cannot describe her. Okay. She is a con artist of first class ability. Hello. Yeah, I'm Still here. Still
3: here. Okay. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Uh, but no, she it's she's amazing. Um. The whole thing's amazing. Um, it's, seriously, it's amazing. Um,
2: so, what you're saying is I should finally break down and watch it.
0: Yeah, break down and watch it. Okay. Uh, I I get the feeling I think Rebecca would like it too.
2: Oh, she's uh, she'll never sit through it. Fair. Yeah, she can't sit through TV.
0: Very fair. Yeah um uh, anyway though so that's that's it for my shout out sorry we ran long uh but but where can we be found or where what's our pluggables first of all
2: you want to plug first friend
1: sure um <clears throat> my main pluggable at the moment is the novel vigilant through shadows and dreams which you can find wherever fine ebooks are sold and you can get a print copy of it from drive Through fiction um I am also appearing tomorrow as most Mondays in uh, the Scarred Lands Myths and Matchmakers um, uh, online streaming game where I play Scrib, the cute little rat girl with the heart of gold, trying to make it in this big, blood-covered, demon-infested, mutant-covered uh, world. I'm and you so can...
0: excited, I, or I'm so disappointed I'm, I'm going to miss this stream this week.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah they they go up on uh on YouTube and actually they go up on some podcasting site too audio only so mm. um yeah so so uh, you don't have to worry about uh falling behind too much, but yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that um it's run by Travis Legg, who's the line developer for Scarred Lands, and a fantastic human being if you if you haven't already started. Um, following him on on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. It's well worth the effort. Um, And you can find me on Facebook as, well, me, and on Twitter as at Ronalyn Valor.
2: Hey, you forgot one of your pluggables.
1: Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, for the, the four of you, well... Honestly, the, the, the 0.001% of one person on here who actually plays Scarred Lands, who might have a use for this, I did. Uh, uh, we did create a um, calendar of the Scarred Lands, which is also available on drive-thru. Uh, it's two bucks, and uh, it's pretty nifty. If you're running a Scarn campaign, uh, it'll make those dealing with those eight-day weeks a lot simpler. And I'm
2: personally looking forward to Oxidized Metal. Mm. (laughs) Uh, so i have nothing to plug but i can be found at um tip transformed on twitter um i guess my only plug is um this podcast that's a good plug (laughs) yeah thank Uh you
0: um and you can find me on twitter um at little underscore lizzie 22 um I normally have a witty quip of where else you can find me. Unfortunately, I have been uh, quipped out, so you can find me at Quip Depot. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I brought it back. I thought of one at the last minute. Uh, but anyway. Quip uh, Depot.
2: We sell quips, and that's all.
0: You don't even sell them. You have to shoplift them.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, so it's like Milton Burl. Kind of. Yeah 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 and for the zero point zero 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 three percent of our listeners who got that joke uh we'll just let it go,
0: <laughs> okay, and you can also find <laughs> the podcast on twitter uh we are at transmissions know listen to how I spelled it uh because if you are still playing along, good Lord, please go to the hospital um Get your stomach pumped, uh, but you can find us at R T R A N S M I S T I O N S because I spelled it wrong when I signed up for the Twitter account.
3: And
2: we are on Facebook at Tabletop Transmissions. We can be found on Podbean and on iTunes, among other places, I believe. And uh, if you do um, uh, download us from iTunes, listen to us on iTunes, please. Um, add some kind of starred review because that will help us with their algorithms and get uh, more people to listen to us maybe. And we are always interested in your comments in your questions in your complaints and your anything at um, all the places that we mentioned where we can be contacted.
0: I'm sorry. I had a joke and then I lost it.
3: Well, clearly,
2: <laughs> clearly, quip depot came in and repossessed it
0: they did because yeah. um, again i did not pay anything <laughs> I just <stole> it. <laughs> oh anyway folks uh thanks for listening i'm very tired <laughs> and we'll see you all next week
1: bye-bye yeah. everybody take care folks